Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Tu. Welcome to the program. This episode of the Anchored Voice is sponsored by mental health counselor Gary Graham. He is providing virtual counseling services through this pandemic. All virtual sessions are confidential. Subjects include grief counseling, addiction counseling, parent counseling, anger management, and the men's group. Contact Gary Graham at 347-252-9701. You can also check him out on Boss Moves or Soft Moves by Gary Graham on Facebook. Gary Graham, a mental health counselor. All right, we are with the Anchor Voice, and I'm bringing on uh, our guest here, uh, Brother Gary, Brother Gary, and Mark Fisher. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hey, everybody. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome. Uh, and this is our leadership from Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island. All right. I like that. I like the sign. <laughs> I, I like the sign. Here we go. That's right. That's right. Tell me a little bit about what, what you're doing uh, in Rhode Island. What's going on? Tell, uh, introduce our guest here and um, let's get into the conversation. Well, I am Mark Fisher, the senior director at Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. You're very familiar with brother Gary Densler, the president. And we are out here trying to stir it up. We're changing the culture, we're changing the narrative, we're changing the whole story in the black community's mind. Not the narrative that they have been indoctrinated with for over 200 years, but the truth. The truth that <clears throat> when they say that you're less than, the truth is that you're obviously more than. When they say that you can't, we say, Yes, you certainly can. And that needs to be perpetuated and saturated throughout the airwaves. So there's no mistake, no uncertain terms that their opinion of us does not have to become our reality. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's right. And, and we were just talking about the narrative, um, you know, people controlling the narrative, what's going on. Gary, speak to us. Brother Gary, speak what, to us. What's happening, brother? It's always a pleasure to see you, Doc. Um, yes, sir. I'm, um, I'm really thankful to be here again. Um, so we, we, we always talk about the narrative. And yeah. as the whole world, again, has watched another senseless killing. Um, these yeah. things affect us where, you know, nine times out of ten, something's not right. Right? Not, something's not right with the law system. The judicial system, all the way down, all the way down from from modern society to all the judges, all the work that we do. You know that America is playing a huge role in hiring, you know, um, white supremacists. And the reason why I, I talk about white supremacists is because certain issues that we don't we don't we don't collaborate we don't talk about like the hidden agenda this is the hidden agenda 
that some of these people they are hiring from the from the um the the, the, the institution of law, it's it's, it's, it's the, the law is breaking and something's happening where they they're constantly getting through the cracks of law enforcement. So now you have these cells and they're no different from the Taliban. So they're using the justifications to really destroy and murder young black and brown people in America. Yeah. So, you know, it changes me as a man, as a human being, as a, as a, as a father, you know, as, as, as a community activist, um, you know, how, why won't we won't, why won't we go after these people? Why won't we have, you know, we have this lawless place that we live in Rhode Island and, you know, this guy is telling the world he can't breathe. And, you know, there goes another black man down the drain. They kill him in broad, you know, right on every, I, I'm, I'm still shocked. I really can't fathom what happened to me on that videotape. I mean, you know, I, I, there's not one officer that can say, hey, man, yo, yo, back off his neck a little bit. We got this. Right. I right. mean, there's always a way to not offend the the maybe your sen senior officer. But there's a way. Hey, hey, man, I got this. I got this. Let me talk to him. Let me talk yeah. to him. You, you, you always try to find a way to defuse the situation. Right. And then but, there's a but four of them can't do it. Right. Because now you have a system that's a brotherhood. Right. You know, that's they 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 supposed to take an oath amongst each other. So imagine, you know, as you've seen those cops covering up, trying yeah. to cover the camera while they are murdering this guy on camera. On They're camera. actually committing murder. <laughs> and these people are supposed to serve and protect us. This I'm outraged. So we have something this Saturday you know, in Providence, downtown Providence. And, you know, we have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. We need to get involved with the, uh, you know, um, Black Lives Matter of Rhode Island and really start to pinpoint why is white America at the necks of black American men? Mm -hmm. It has to stop. It has to stop. How do we, you know, some somebody asked me today, like, how do we stop this? Like, how do we address it so well that it actually does stop? What do we need to do? It's very simple. It's a simple question, and it's a simple answer with profound ramifications. You see, it is police reform. Very simple. Two simple words, right? But it means a lot of things, you see, in America today. I'm not talking about social justice. I'm not talking about criminal justice. I'm not talking about housing. I'm not talking about equity. All of those things are important. But if we are not living, those things mean nothing. Mm -hmm. So the platform, the only thing I'm willing to talk about, the only thing I'm willing to discuss, the only discussion to be had is police, police reformation. If we're not talking about police reformation, there's no discussion. That goes for black, white, yellow, green, blue, orange, police reform, coast to coast, everywhere, every platform, loud and clear, police reform. Very simple. 
do we need um like uh, a cloud of black men to apply to be police officers do we need like a a a, a whole crew just to apply and to get into police academy what what how do you feel police reform should be i i think that one of the things is that we should be focusing on is is a, a is a uh, a black agenda there's no black agenda in rhode island there's no black hub there's no black foundation for education you know there's no black unity club you know um you have reba one of the one of the best associations in the state of Rhode Island, um, you know, the Small Black Business Association. Like these are the things that we need. Le Shout out to Lisa Rangley. I, I want to say she's my hero. You know, without sisters like that and people like that, you know, Pastor Jeffrey Williams is another one. These guys are like the guardians of of uh, of our peoples, right? Yeah. And what happens, what we see in Rhode Island is like, it's so unfortunate as far as the black leadership. And I don't know what it is. Like there's a huge cloud of brothers and sisters working together, but at least we can step up and, and, and formulate something together as a unit and teach them about real unity. Like, you know, you know, Reba should have been one of the, at the top of the, at the top of the charts and understanding that, that here's this lady been teaching financial literacy for a long time. And this is why we have these problems in the black community. There's no money coming in and out of, of our communities and no one's talking about. It. So of course you have these, mm -hmm. these police officers around this country. This, this, there's a parade on black people. Like, like this is the parade. And this is unfortunate. We talk about the black dynamic structure of Rhode Island. New England, uh, Boston, Minneapolis, et cetera, et cetera. The killings are going to continue until we fight to understand white America's agenda. So what should be, and I had a few ideas of what the black agenda should be. Um, but what do you think the black agenda should be? What are we bringing to the table that we want to voice loud and clear? To our community, to our leaders, to our police department, our fire department, who do we, what is the agenda that we want to say loud and clear? Break up the deep police state. Mm. Right. I mean, that's partial. Deregulate. Of it. Right. That's yeah. partial of it. And my biggest concern is, is, you know, how do we invest into our community? Right. There's, there's no, there's no black democratic party. There's no hub for, 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 you know, Black voters matter. You know, there's no hub for, you know, business associations and nothing. So, you know, it goes back to, to the community, right? Because look what happened. This guy left, left his city, you know, to get, to have work. He traveled out of state and just to make ends meet for his family and he gets murdered. So, you know, the black agenda has a lot to do with the economic global effects around the world, right? Because poverty, when, when, when policing look at black people, the first thing they do is think about is look at this guy. You know, he looks like he doesn't have a job. He doesn't work. No one cares about him. He's a black male. 
you know, these are the statistics that white America see us as. So unfortunately, so they don't see great leadership in Rhode Island. There's none. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, they don't want to, my, 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 my brothers and sisters, a lot of them don't want to talk what I'm talking about. They're muffled. Okay. They muzzle them out and they're not effective. They're not effective. Yes. So, you know, the ones that I named, the Alicia Rangleys, like those are my heroes. They step up to the plate and talk about the black agenda, the, the black economic. Like these are the things that we need to be talking about. Yeah. I so, mean, if black community understood the value they have financially, it, it would be a different situation. If we understood uh, who we are, you know, and I told the young man, I said, listen, you know, I know you're working in the grocery store right now. Right, but right. that grocery store is education for you because right. when you're working at the cash register, you're learning how to interact with people. You're learning customer service. You're learning right. what they right. want. You're learning how to move your line faster than anybody right. else. You're learning to become the best cashier in the place. So when people walk in, they'd be like, I want to go in that guy's line right there. He's moving everybody forward. That's I said, right. you are learning. If you're working in the back and you're stocking, you know, all kind of stuff, you are learning inventory. So learn right. inventory. So at the end of the day, you can start creating your own uh, grocery store. You can own your own and you'll know exactly what you need to do. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what job you're working right now. It doesn't matter where you are. Make the difference. Be the best at who you are, at what you are. You know, if you're an essential worker, be the best essential worker that you are right now. Be the best where you are. Don't don't uh, discount. The fact that you're working at Checkers, the fact that you're working at McDonald's or Burger King or, or Chick-fil-A, don't discount that. That's All right. of that is experience. That's and right. and if we That's learn right. to be the best where we are, it doesn't matter what state you're in. You could be Rhode Island. You could be Brooklyn, New York. You could yep. be anywhere. You could be Maryland. You'd be the best at where you are and people will start taking notice. And I think that, you know, our community needs to understand that, hey, it doesn't matter how much economics I'm not getting in my community. I'm going to learn how to cut this grass. I'm going to learn how to trim these edges. I'm going to learn how to clean up my community. I'm, I, I can't stand walking through our community and it's so junky. It's so, you know, um, just just left it to be whatever. Like, oh, the city don't come in and no, get them clampers and, and clean up your your street. That's right. <laughs> You're right, Pastor. And, and you make a I agree. You, you, you make a fine point because this is what I'm talking about. When when, when those police officers and, and a lot of white people when they interact with black people, the first notion they got in their mind is that do they care about each other? Why yeah. don't they care about their community? Yep. Why is it black on black crimes? Why is this? Well, first we talk about the economic structure, what's wrong with Rhode Island. We talk about the base. Yeah. Most, import, most important about why we don't have a whole black democratic party, you know, and it has to do with education. It has a lot to do with education. It has a lot to do with just tackling these issues that really, really matters to black people. And there's none. Now you're saying the democratic party. Let me ask you, have we held the democratic party accountable enough? I mean, do you feel like the Democratic Party has taken the black agenda for granted and not really poured into uh, what's going on today, especially in the, now? Listen, Joe Biden still has my vote, but, you know, he said something because he's familiar. He said something because he's familiar. But at the end of the day, what we're asking from these candidates is a specific 
um, understanding of our culture, of our business, of our direction. But have we really held the Democratic Party accountable enough? Um, let me just say this. Can I? Can I? Yeah. So let me just say this to me. This is. I don't have a plan. I, I just have a prejudgment in how I see things where things are failing us tremendously. So for the past 40 to 50 years, the Democratic Party really, to my to my part, they really hasn't showed the black agenda too much, right? They really haven't. So we have some laws in place from, from then into now. And, you know, again, it I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied whatsoever. But I lean, I lean mostly on, on the Democratic Party because of the history of our ancestral um, voting acts and voting rights. So we all go that way. 80% goes of people of color goes with the Democratic Party or the nominee or who is the nominee anyway. So we must structurally fix that in Rhode Island. Yeah. So we have a huge problem with these guys not working together. The ministry is not working together. This guy doesn't get along with this guy. So now you have a hub of people fighting amongst each other because this one don't like this one. And I, I hear it so much in Rhode Island. It's terrible. Yeah. So structurally, we're going to put together, you know, our party and parties so we could have our own boys club. We're not going to be tainted with anything of negative backlash from anyone. We're going to put together a group and we're going to move forward with it. So, you know, like I said, the Democratic Party in the past, they they really haven't been successful. And that's just a fact. Can I say something? Sure. Yeah. I think that America has taken a black vote for granted. And I feel like it doesn't really matter which party we vote for. I think at the end of the day, wh whoever is in the best interest of social equity, economic equity is, is going to be where we lean in, in, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. So actions, let's talk about actions. What um, actions does the black community need to take to get to where we want to be? I think that step by step is a plan. Right. Because I think one of the action plans is it's really a blueprint from Martin Luther King and Malcolm X that you have to mix the two. There's no question. You have to mix the two. And I kind of lean on the both. Right. For as far as the action part. And that is to get every person of color vote and put it in and start formulating again for their communities for their future, for having a black hub for, for economic growth and stimulus and being leaders and, and, and looking out for black businesses such as Reba, the Black Business Association of Rhode Island. Listen, we have to pay attention to this. You know, um, Lisa Rangling is, you know, she's got my vote. She's, she's got, I'm a, you know, we are partnering with them now. Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island and and the Black Business Association, we're getting together and we are partnering with them because that is the only strongest thing that we have in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they need to recognize the fact that, that she's, you know, been holding this down for 
that's really, you know, a few other things of, you know, that they have the black heritage society, but there's a few other groups, but nothing like they have a whole boys club out here and no one's invited. So it's time for us to separate that, the mindset of these old local leaders and come together and make things happen because a lot of them are still stuck in their ways and we have to break the chain. And I'm here to say, I'm going to challenge all of them and I'm going to put them out there, all of them. Anyone that's not talking about the black hub and, and the black business association, I think they should be, they, they need to, to understand that they are part of, of, of any black unity. They should be a part in, in call, making calls and trying to find out what's the solution to stop this madness. Yeah. We, we need to come together. Yeah. All black leaders, all black churches. This is, I've never seen nothing like this in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's unity will definitely make uh, things go well. And I was saying earlier in the program, it's not hard for people to get involved. You know, I go to a lot of community meetings and I just see the same people over and over. Right. And you might even see the same representative from the same church over and over. Yep. But every church, every community representative, every community individual is welcome to show up to a lot of these meetings, especially Black Lives Matter meetings, uh, to address and to speak their voice. Not a lot of people take advantage of it, yet we're seeing a lot of memes, we're seeing a lot of posts, everybody's angry and they post how angry they are, but nobody's getting out the house to go to a meeting or to have a virtual meeting and to say, hey, what are we going to do with our part? What are we going to do with our block? What are we going to do with our community? How are we going to make that difference? And what I was telling somebody today, I said, listen, it's just a step-by-step -step process. You have to make the difference where you are. You have to show up where you are. And if you do that, uh, people will recognize and you'll start to make a difference. I mean, just uh, about a year ago, we had Boston Globe talk about uh, the, the low level of violence in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, hmm. you know, just due to our community um, involvement. So, again, it's it's about even I worked with 67 precinct clergy council in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and I remember New York last year and a year before they had at least two weekends where there were no murders, none, no homicides. All right. We've had several days in Providence, Rhode Island with no homicides, but it just takes people being consistent, showing up to the table consistently. Right. It's right. not about that one protest. It's about a continual protest. It's like, all right, I may not have my sign up today, right. but I'm showing up to speak my voice today. Right. And I'm being consistent in what I'm doing. I'm showing up consistently. Yep. yep. And, and that's the thing, Pastor. You're absolutely right. That, you know, again, the black education, we, we drop the ball. We drop the ball. And it seems like we talk about the same thing over where I watch and I'm so irritated about a lot of things, but I'm also positive at the same hands because I have to understand what we up against right so we up against so many different elements that's that's just you know it's against us you know so i understand you need to answer the call and tell them to tune in yes absolutely <laughs> i just text them to tell them that but you know we have to change the dynamics yeah and for black men and, and black women in, in rhode island and i think you know 
like you said, they need to get more involved. I think the ministry needs to step up to the plate. I think that, you know, we have so many white, white brothers and sisters involved, but now we need for our black brothers and sisters to get involved and show some strengths of unity yeah. at this time, you know, of mourning of, you know, the brothers that and sisters that we are losing out there at a high rate. And we mean, you talk about this, we predict all this stuff over and over and time again and nothing's happening. So just because it doesn't happen in Rhode Island don't mean that they're not a part of that. They are a part of that because they have that blue blood. They have that that brotherhood across this nation. Absolutely. Uh, I want to I ask you a question. Um, you know, I want to take us over to the Amy Cooper situation happened in Central Park, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when she got on the phone, automatically she runs to there's an African-American man. Yeah. Uh, threatening me. Now, has African-American man become the new N-word? <laughs> yeah. well, it, has that been a trigger word these days? I think, I think, you know, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, it could be. It could be. And I think it all depends on the individual. Right. Because, you know, I believe the new racism is to not acknowledge racism. Right. And so, you know, words are just, if anything, symbolic. They don't really speak to the larger issue, the more substantive issue, which is institutional oppression and discrimination. So, I mean, if if a phone call is made on on an African-American man, we... Everybody knows how that's going to play out. It's a rerun. Right. And the person says, you know, I'm being threatened. It doesn't really matter if she says African-American, black, N-word. It's just the culture. It's the culture that needs to be changed. And that's why when I first uh, initially mentioned what I'm looking to do is to change the completely change the whole story, the whole narrative, because yeah. For so long, we're being told who we are, what our value is, what our worth is. But yeah. fortunately for me, I know the truth. And we're just trying to share the truth because we're being bombarded by lies and, and falsehoods constantly. And it's funny you said the, the N-word and, you know, has that become the new N-word? <laughs> you know, um, we use these words to really dig deep, right? Because there's a history behind it. Yeah. So the history behind that word is so ravishly, very difficult to, to swallow to some. So, you know, the journal did a, a segment on me before a few years ago about the N-word. And I said some harsh things and I forgot that there was cameras around and people. And there was, you know, I rephrased where the one kid called the, you know, the other kid, the N-word. And I was there to witness. And these are two white kids calling yeah. The N word. So I was like, I had a double look and say, "Oh, what? What did you just say?" You know. So I got kind of stuck at that moment and said, "Listen, let me let me talk to you, please. I have to speak to you. That you should never use that word because this lady. We seen that lady. We seen him. We seen that lady at, at Central Park. This is time and time again what they think about us, and they really have no clue." about the value, how much value we have, so much life to give and so much we have done for this country. And 
you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. We right. homage to America. We put America on our backs, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And blood is on, the blood is on their hands now. So, well, yeah, you know, I, I think her problem was that it, it was authority of a black man uh, speaking to her. Put, please put your leash on your dog. That was authoritative. It, you know, I'm sure he didn't say it in a, you know, man, if you don't, <laughs> you know, at first, I mean, you're, you're asking a question, please put the leash on, but you're right. taking it as, oh man, he's, he's being authoritative as he's right. speaking to me. I right. feel threatened. You know, uh, like I said, police, uh, a public enemy came out with an album called fear of a black planet. That's right. You know, and, and when you have that fear of a, 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 a black man telling you what to do that that could be right. another issue right. all right so we we have the the amy coopers now they got the karens out there um we have now the george floyd situation um how do we address this how do we go forward from this we're tired of seeing uh, black men die at the hands of police. We're tired of seeing black men like Armad uh, die at the hands of uh, an aggressive, uh, evil-minded man with guns. Uh, we're, we're tired of seeing this uh, because of their narrative of us. But how do we address this? Now, you know, we're not just Rhode Island, but how do people around the world address this so well that we start to reduce or, or minimize or eradicate what's going on between police and community? Um, let me, you want to, please, wait, you want to go, go ahead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it starts again with leadership, right? It goes back to how we see things. Because we, you know, face it, black people are so compelled. We're so unique and special people. And I think really white America take us for granted because the history of generations speaks loudly for itself. And what happens is that you're going to have an angry black Americans today. And that means that the educated ones, the ones who have money, the ones who don't have money, they're going to change the dynamics of what they think about America because they are so angry and bitter right now. Because it's been boiling that they put these people in places to really harm us. And there's no excuse. There's no justification. That's lawless what they're doing. Lawless. Absolutely. Amar, what do you have to say to that? Lawlessness. I have to say that um, <clears throat> I also, one of, the, one of my methodologies is how to overcome possibility blindness. See? And what possibility blindness is, it's not um, being aware of the infinite possibilities that surround you solely because of the inability to see them. Mm. It doesn't mean they're not there. Right. There's infinite opportunities for every single person, right. regardless of who you are or your background. And it goes back to this one simple thing, because I don't want to be ambiguous or confusing to anybody. I want to make the message clear. Our messaging is clear, it's consistent, and it has to be in unison, coast to coast. Police reform. Police 
reform just because it hasn't been attempted it hasn't been done nobody thinks it's possible nobody cares about it doesn't mean we can't do it we have to hold police accountable because they feel emboldened they have a free pass they they don't even they don't even mind risking their future and their freedom in their life because they're so sure yeah they're gonna get away with it right because and this is the structure across america that black people we have to deal with we this is not about politics this is not about you know my religion against your religion it has to do with the humanity of life yeah and preserving human life so whenever you have that means that the structure of police departments around this country is bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when i look at a cop i think to myself it's either me or him right now that's how i'm thinking come on there's nothing in between that when i see a cop yeah. and that's not a bad thing but preserve life that's me and you're not going to take my life and you know where you i pay you we pay taxes i mean listen that's, i'm in the united states that's my that's my govern right that's an instinct to preserve his life right so god gave him that you know we could sit here and say what i'll do if i was in that situation and all of this stuff but let me tell you something i'm telling you right now to the world when it comes to me or him it's not going to be me i'm fighting with my life and it has nothing to do with violence and preaching violence it has to do with listen you are to, to serve and protect nothing else period that's what's up well we we're about to conclude in a little bit uh we we want to send our prayers over for the floyd family for the arbery family uh for briona taylor family for uh so many families that are uh, being impacted lately uh, by just senseless violence. We've got to stop it. We've got to address it. Right. Uh, right. If you want to address uh, those in Minneapolis, uh, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, uh, here is Michael Freeman. Uh, he's the county district attorney. You might yeah. want to reach out to him. Uh, and and not only do the... I, I'm glad the officers got fired. I'm glad they got fired, but they're still walking the streets. Well, that's, that's the problem. Right, and that's the catch-22. And they know that loophole. You see what I'm saying? That's their loophole. That's their escape. That's their get out of jail card free. Yeah. That's yeah. their card. So this is this is, has to change. The whole system is rigged. Yeah. It's rigged where this pertains to work around for black people and against for black people. Yeah. And yeah. we are the punching bags of America. Yeah. Police well, are the instrument of racism. That's why break it up, regulate it, deregulate it, change Re- the laws, reform, reform. We gotta, we gotta bring it listen, to the doors. That's listen. it. We can't have a mixed message. You, you got police all, reform, right? You got all these politicians <laughs> and no one saying, listen, no one cares about black people. Listen, they don't care about black people like that. It's unfortunate. Yeah. These people are listen. Look around us in Rhode Island. The blacks, they don't want to work with each other. They so beat up. Naturally, we're beat up. You know, we're mentally, de- listen, look what's going on around the world. You know, get involved with Black Lives Matter. Get involved with Reba. Find out about the Black Association. Get involved what we're trying to do. Call Lisa Rangley. Let her know, like, you, you, you're interested in fighting this war on poverty, man. Yeah. You know, find out. This is crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, we're taking us out and we take, you know, again, it's, it's about war. you. It's, it, this is war. It's guerrilla warfare. They're picking us off in the streets. They're, it's hit and run. It, they, <laughs> this is what it is. They, they have brought war to us, whether we was ready or not. Right. That's right. So we, what I'm saying uh, you know, everybody has a voice. You can write Minneapolis uh, 311 um, at MinneapolisMN.gov. Yeah. Right. Uh, complain. Say, listen, we need we need to have them arrested. I mean, just like the two gentlemen in Georgia, it took them so long to get arrested. Why? Because the narrative wasn't told yet. Mm -hmm. But when we speak the narrative, we change history. Right. All of a sudden, Amy Cooper is in Central Park. Yep. She got fired. She got somebody, fired. somebody speaks the narrative. That's why, right. because yep. somebody spoke the narrative. Yep. Right. And so we've got our narrative to speak. We've African-American community That's has right. the narrative to speak That's and right. the narrative. So we were narrowed down. We've got to address poverty in our community. We've got to address education in our community. We've got to address police reform in our community. Uh, and, and so it, it also means that, you know, the African-American man that does become a police officer, he he's representing two communities. I know that might be rough on him, uh, but he does represent two. He, he, re he represents the blue and the black. Well, the blue, <laughs> no, the blue and the blue right now is winning and the blue yeah. is winning right now because yeah, yeah. they goes to show you across America that no one cares about black lives until we start caring about ourselves and caring That's about right. people. Then they're gonna never understand. That's and, right. And this is crazy. We pay them, and they're whipping our butts. Yeah, this is uh, this is my country. Yeah, I got more right than anybody, literally and figuratively. That's right. So take the rights. Take the rights. Take your voice. That's right. Uh, please vote, everybody. Please get out and vote. Culturally. Uh, I mean, vote for the little votes, you know, not just the presidential votes. You yeah, know, we yeah. need senators. We need council people. We need Congress people. Yeah. We need right. district people. I mean, even the people that don't get paid to do politics, but we still need them. Right. We, we need to know who's who. The people that vote the um, the judges in. You know, a lot of time our black, uh, you know, brothers are, and sisters are going before judges. But we have a power to put judges in and take judges out. Well, that's you know, the we need to know who our judges are. Right. And, and we got to stop putting our black votes where it matters at. That's right. So that's right. The, the most important thing to do is come together and uh, understand the system, what we be, what we up against. Yeah. Understand it. Don't just because locally the locals here, they do this on a regular basis. They have yeah. their own boys club separate. They have to yeah. stop with this stuff. It has to stop, Pastor. So. Yeah. We want to structurally fix it and put it together. I love my people. I love being black. You know, um, I can't say that I love being American. I don't know too many minorities that can, but we happen to live here. But we're going to make it right. We're going to fix it. We're going to work it. We've come this mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. You haven't killed our spirit yet. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the beautiful thing about being black in America is that most of us are mixed with so many other things. You know, Absolutely. I, you know we got our Hispanic heritage, you know. We've got our white heritage too, you know. I I, I got it mixed in in the Irish. I got it mixed in with the European. I got it all mixed in, you know. But you know, we represent a community. Like you know, it's just interesting. No matter where I am in this world, I could be down south. I just drove from down south, and you see a brother in the street, you 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 know to give that nod, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nod. What up? 
<laughs> you, we we all in this together. You you understand that. We understand that language. So yeah, we're just asking people to you know continue to get involved. Um, demand that you know we have better policing. Mm -hmm. uh, demand that we have uh, different kind of policing. And, and tr trust me, I work with different police departments. We have some great uh, leaders in our police department, but we need more. And we need to continue to have a voice more. Yeah, that means showing up. That means, hey, ask to do a ride along. If you're a community leader, do a ride along. That's See right, what right. they're experiencing. See what's All going on it. from their side. All of it. You know, um, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't take for granted that uh, a police officer is out there risking his life as well. Absolutely. Um, Not so all. you know, we we understand that part. But what we're seeing in Minneapolis, what we're seeing in Central Park, what we're seeing in Georgia, it's what just happening. It's just randomly happening on just different places of the world. So everybody around the world, we need your voice. We need you to get involved. We need you to um, be make your neighborhood the best that it can be. Uh, let your politics be the best that it can be wherever you are. It doesn't matter. You can make a difference wherever you are. Um, and, and that's, that's the message we want to get out there. Let's control the narrative. Let's take back the narrative. Not all, uh, black men that are being arrested are being arrested for the right reasons. Uh, so we need to know that we need to address that. And so, um, all right. So I'm going to show this here. Uh, Bernice Morris, you a contact. This is the contact. We want them, um, we want people to uh, write Minneapolis because that's what that's that's how we make the difference. That is how we make the difference. We oh, make the right. difference by, you know, every letter we write, every every note that we put down, every thing that we share. Yes, yeah, social media is great, but we need to go beyond social media. We need to go beyond just speaking from our couch, speaking from our bedroom. We need to get out there, show up. Uh, you know, speak, get to know who your leaders are in your community. Who is your congressman? Who is your councilman? Who is your district leader? Who is, who are the people in your neighborhood, right? That's, that's the old famous, song. who are the people in your neighborhood? And, um, once you get to know that you get familiar, you can make that difference because, uh, there, there's so many people that need to, um, be on your shoulders and need to be lifted up and need to grow. So right, we're right. here with uh, Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, um, here with my brother Gary and also Mark Fisher. And uh, this is a McGuire Entertainment Group production, the anchored voice, helping men to anchor life. Men, we want you to make a difference in this world. We want you to go out there and uh, become the best and grow. Get involved in Black Lives Matter. It's not just about being angry, but guess what? Being black in America, you know, is <laughs> not that we got a chip on our shoulder, but we have somebody on our neck. And so mm -hmm. we, we want to uh, address those things and become better. We want to be able to breathe, everybody. We want to be able to breathe. That's what I want to do. I want to breathe. <laughs> America right. should not be a death sentence. Right. And um, this shouldn't be. So this, so this Saturday, we have a peaceful rally downtown Providence at 4 o'clock. At, 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 what's the name of that park? Uh, it's Kennedy. Yeah, Cross Street, uh, Kennedy, Kennedy uh, Plaza. And uh, we're going to be, we're going to be doing a peaceful uh, protest there Saturday, this Saturday at noontime. So come on out and, just get a little vibe, man, about 
we're gonna talk about all the things and murders that have been killed, have been happening. So you know, this is our way of spreading the word. Get in the fight. Don't right. get in the fight. That's it. That's it, man. Thank you, everybody. Uh, all right. We have also. Uh, is it Burnside Park too? Yeah. Yeah. What would be? All right. Burnside Park. Yeah. All right. Burnside Park. Wow. Man, this is great. Brothers, thank you so much for being on this program. And uh, we we appreciate all that you bring to the table and all that you're doing. We pray that uh, your voice will become stronger and stronger each time. Let's get that police uh, reform in. Let's, let's, get out of, uh, let's get out of possibility blindness. Yeah. Uh, let's continue to address, uh, you know, we need to be able to breathe. Let's breathe, everybody. Thank you and, for the uh, word, Pastor. We appreciate you too, brother. Yes, we do. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, for man. Sure. We wanted to have you there. We love you. Man, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep addressing it. We're gonna go, we're gonna keep speaking to right. it. So tell them tell the people what you what you what your entitlement. Well, I have a um bachelor's in pastoral ministry and biblical studies from North Point Nice. Working on my ministry. Okay. Preaching. All right. Preaching. So we got right. we have a preacher pastor. We got a preacher. That's what I'm talking about. We have a preacher off the head. They didn't know what hit him. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have Doctor Pastor Fisher. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So that's why we had to reboot Black Lives Matter, and you know, just really understand that it's about unity, man. Yeah. Community. It's about structurally making sure that we preserve life for the young black and brown people in our communities, right? right. Because if we don't, they're not going to know the way. That's so, right. That's right. Black That's right. Matter, Rhode Island, thank you for listening. Appreciate all yous. And let's make some change in our communities, man. That's Get right. Let's do it, everybody. This fight. is the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. Thank you for listening to the Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV. For audio, listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.